talk about Welcome to another episode of The Dotted Line with your girl, Lacey. And I'm super excited because I have a returning guest on this week's episode. So thank you again, Jay, for agreeing to do another episode with me. I'm super excited. Um, So this episode, I am talking about marriage. So when I think of marriage and just um, really the institution of marriage and just people being in relationships, I think of IG because I think of people portraying themselves in a certain way on, you know, social media, right? And that may not be how it is in real life. Um, I saw someone say, you know, they, they were talking about being married and things like that and being divorced. And I thought it was really interesting because everyone's perception of marriage is different, right? So what I mean by that is, first of all, perception is everything. Um, My perception may be different because I've been married for 10 years, right? Um, Have kids and things like that versus someone else that has been divorced or, you know, um, in a marriage and they're not happy, right? Um, I also believe if a person is telling you that their marriage is bad, when they get into a rough spot of their marriage, right? That changes your perception of that person in their marriage because they've told you what's bad about it. Hey, my man is doing this. My wife is doing this, right? And so you're automatically thinking like, okay, their marriage sucks, right? Because they're talking bad about their spouse. So if they're talking to me about their spouse, like marriage can't be all that, right? Um, To that same point, I think that having a negative experience with marriage changes your perspective. So again, being married and getting divorced, um, you know, the many different reasons you can get divorced, right? That changes your perspective on marriage and you may not be open to getting married again. And then also the fact that people have a perception on marriage that have not been married, right? So if they see all this bad stuff, if they hear everybody's talking bad about their marriage, hey, I don't, what's the point of getting married, right? Like Mm -hmm. everyone else is, um, you know, talking about marriage being bad. And then lastly, um, people having different motives of marriage. So you have people that marry for love, right? You have people that marry for money, right? And so if you're not having the same motives as someone else, your perception is changing. So with that being said, Jay, I feel like it's super important to talk about your background and your history with marriage because I think you have an interesting perspective. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for for having me. I was super excited when you said you wanted to do one on marriage just because I am on my third marriage. And I do feel like even at, you know, in my third late 30s, I I feel like I have enough experience to be able to do a podcast like this and and hopefully, you know, help someone else out there who's got questions about marriage or divorce. Um, I am transgender. Obviously, we talked about that in your last podcast. For those who don't no, or didn't listen to that one. And so in the past, I was married as a female, a straight female to a straight man, and we lived a Christian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I started my first marriage at 18 years old, um, actually 17, because I was pregnant with my first child. And my grandfather, a very Christian man said, you know, you're going to marry him, right? 
And that was all he had to say. And I knew I had no choice but to marry this man who had got me pregnant at 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man actually went to Ryan High School with us, uh, Chaz Sanders. I don't know if you remember him. Mm-hmm. But he, was my, he was my first, uh, Chasman Sanders, he was my first husband. We're, we're great friends to this day. Um, and it, it didn't last very long. And that's just because we're different. You know, we were different. We had our differences. And so that, that marriage only lasted about a year and a half before we got divorced. We were young. I was 17, 18, didn't know what I was doing, moved out, got married, you know, at 18, got my first apartment with, with him. And, um, he was, he wasn't a bad husband or anything like that, which just wasn't for us. Right. We were just like, yeah, no, just not a good fit. We kind of jumped into it because we were pregnant. And, and, you know, my grandfather, who was a father figure, kind of demanded that I marry this guy. And it was kind of like an arranged marriage almost. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, we got divorced and unfortunately, and um, great guy though, um, real great guy. And then I met my second husband who was um, of a whole different ethnicity. Um, he's a Mexican man. I won't disclose any information about his name or anything like that um, because that marriage did not go very well. That was a 12 year journey with this man who is the father of um, all of my children but one. Um, who was obviously the first marriage and he was very um, abusive, not going to lie. And um, not physically, but mentally and emotionally. And I don't think he'll ever hear this podcast. So I'm not, I feel comfortable talking about it and I'm not trying to bash him or this is just stating facts. It was Mm -hmm. an unhealthy marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, we tried to live a, a very Christian life where he was a pastor and I was a pastor's wife type of thing. And had a ministry, a Christian rap ministry, a youth ministry along with it, and very active in the church. And um, yeah, like I said, that lasted about 12 years. And then finally, you know, he he left me for another woman and we moved on with our lives. We divorced and I moved on. I was single for quite a while. Uh, that was 2016 when I got divorced from him mm-hmm. and then um, married, you know, my husband that I have now you know, three years ago. And so in 2020, I got married to, to my husband who I'm with now, who's also a transgender man. And, and, and it's just night and day difference, right? You go from the Christian world as a straight male and female, um, or being in a very difficult, toxic, unhealthy relationship to mm-hmm. now be a whole nother gender with someone else who's a whole nother gender. Right. And, mm-hmm. and having a wonderful, incredible, amazing dream come true marriage. So very night and day. So that's that's my history with my marriages. And from there, I'll, I'll let you ask the questions, any other questions that you have. Um, and we, we can talk about whatever you'd like. Yeah. So when you said your marriages were different, like night and day, do you think you being transgender had anything to do with your marriages? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. In my previous marriage, I, I um, didn't know I was trans yet, but I had told my ex-husband, that I felt like a boy trapped in a girl's body and Mm -hmm. he was okay with it. He actually, the entire marriage, he allowed me to dress as a tomboy with big baggy basketball shorts, big baggy shirts. And he never said a word about it. He was okay with it. He just thought I was a tomboy and I guess he was okay with it. Right. A lot of the male Christian rappers kind of have that tomboy vibe too. And Mm -hmm. it was acceptable to an extent with him. Um, but it was extremely, it was a struggle because um, when he would go to work, I think we mentioned this in the last podcast, when my ex-husband would go to work, I would take pictures, you know, trying to look masculine, like a tomboy or, or whatever. 
Um, and he, he never knew I did that. And so I was struggling with my gender identity throughout that entire marriage. So when I did marry another trans man, it was, it was like a dream come true. I can be myself. Mm. I have freedom. I can be exactly who I am. And this man will not say a word or judge me because he understands me. He has the same beliefs and the same lifestyle as I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it did affect and have, you know, it did have an effect on, on the old marriage and this marriage is way better now because I'm able to be my true authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. I know we talked about that on the last, you know, uh, podcast episode about truly being authentic and being yourself and how important that is. Right. And I couldn't imagine not being able to be myself, right? Like I've been married for 10 years and I can be goofy, weird, whatever. And my husband just laughs and keeps it moving or whatever the case may be. So I can't imagine being with someone or even struggling with, you know, who I was and trying to find who I was. And then on top of finding out, okay, I'm, I'm different. I, you know, I want to change who I am and things like that. Like that seems super difficult. So kudos to you for being able to come out of that on top and find who you are and be with someone that, you know, you feel that accepts you for you. So you mm-hmm. mentioned your first um, marriage was 17, 18, right? Do mm-hmm. you think that being young and your age really played a difference in being married compared to where you are now, right? Being in your thirties and things like that. Absolutely. If I could give any advice to a young person who wants to, to run out of mom and dad's house and jump into a marriage at 18, I would say don't. Don't even think about it because uh, all those years I was still think of a, a young child. They're still developing the, you know, uh, elementary age students. We expect some parents expect them to act like grownups with their elementary age students. Their brain hasn't developed yet fully. And I truly believe at 18, you're not fully developed or mature enough to have a successful marriage and be happy. You could have a successful marriage. You could do the wife duties, cook, clean, have babies. But are you happy? No, you probably aren't happy because you haven't finished growing and developing. You haven't found your identity, who you are. What is your purpose? Most 18-year-olds have no clue. They're still children mentally. And so I was very much a young teenager having a marriage, having babies back-to-back, pregnant five years in a row, you know, five in diapers, at a time and um, trying to keep the house spotless. I was very OCD. So I was a clean freak, cooked several meals a day. Um, You know what I'm saying? Did the laundry, the house stayed spotless. I was being this perfect wife Mm -hmm. and I was beautiful and gorgeous and all those things. And and my husband was pleased in every way, but he wasn't happy. And I wasn't happy because he had never took the time to find out who he was growing up. And I never did either. We grow up. So we try to grow up so fast. Right. And we, we know it all. We think we got it going on. We think we can handle this big task of being married and managing a home. And in reality, yes, we might be able to do it as if it's a job, but our mental health is a wreck and we'll never admit it because, oh no, I got this. I can handle this. I'm a super mom. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then one day you explode and you're not fine and you come crashing down in your 20s and you didn't even get to finish living out your teenage life because you thought you were grown and want to jump into a marriage at 18. I would definitely recommend not doing that to just enjoy those 18, 19, 20, 21, be single, enjoy your life and find yourself, get, you know, go to college, whatever it is you're doing to, you know, set yourself up for success. But men, 
and women or boyfriend, girlfriend relationship should be the last thing on any 18 year old's mind, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah, my no, opinion. I I definitely agree because I got married at 25 and I feel like the person that I, even though I still feel like at 25, I was still like, I thought I was grown, right? But it's like, I still didn't kind of know like what I want to be when I grow up, like where what are my career aspirations, mm-hmm. right? I was still an undergrad at that time. So getting married at 18, I couldn't imagine being able to manage that because even at 18, I had my own apartment and things like that, but it was like bills were barely getting paid, like by the skin of my teeth, right? So it was like doing that and having to be a wife and have all these other responsibilities, I couldn't imagine. So I agree with that is that some people it works for, I've seen people that have gotten married out of high school and they're high school sweethearts and it works, you know, but I just feel like you need to have those experiences by yourself. So when you get married and you start sharing your life with someone else that you're not having those, okay, well, I should have, could have, would have, right? Like if I would have done this, you know, or I'm still trying to find myself. Type exactly. And that's what happens is we end up putting ourselves to the side completely disregarding our dreams and our calling upon our life, our mission, why we're even here to serve this man or woman as if they are our God. And we literally submit to them and lay it all on the line for them. We really do love them. We want to really do the right thing because we were told and we were brought up to believe this is the job of a woman. This Mm -hmm. is your job. This is your role and this is your only role. Many people were raised that way. And I was one of them raised in in a more cult-like environment, very, Mm -hmm. very strict Christian. And so I wouldn't, I I hate seeing that happen when you see a 30 year old woman who doesn't even know who who they are because they completely push their, their wants and needs to the side to put someone else first. And that's how you lose yourself. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And that's a, that's a, what you mentioned about like your upbringing that makes me think of how do you feel what is important as far as your level of importance, as far as spirituality playing in a marriage? Cause you've, you know, explained like, Hey, I've been married, you know, these three different times and the experiences that you have, but I know things are different between your you know first two marriages and now. So how does that play a part in marriage today? Absolutely. I think if you do not have a spiritual foundation and you you you're just a mess let's say spiritually you're atheist or you just don't believe in anything you don't have much faith you don't know what to believe that is not a time to seek any relationship not even friendships because you will not it won't work it will not be successful so whether you're christian or you're buddhist it's important that you have a strong spiritual foundation you have a great connection with your creator the one that sent you to, to this planet in my opinion, again, it's my opinion. If there are people listening are atheists, I understand. You don't have to take, you know, what I'm saying uh, for, you know, to heart. But if you don't have that, don't even try to make a relationship work because it's going to fail. If you do have that, you need to find a partner who also is equally as spiritually grounded and rooted in a foundation as you are, or it will not work. And so with in, in our case, we really tried to put God first and we tried, but I was putting out more effort than my partner and, mm. and passed. And so unless in the Bible, I'll use the Bible a lot to reference because I was it was drilled into me so much that it's just it's there. I do. I agree with some of the things in it, like being equal. Uh, sorry, equally yoked. Right. talk Bible. A lot of people don't know what does that mean? Eggs. I don't get it. Egg yolks. <laughs> it's just you and your partner on the same level spiritually 
or with the same belief system. You may be on different levels with more experience or less experience, but you believe your faith level is equally as strong. You're equally on fire for God. Because uh, if it's anything different than than you guys being equal, you're gonna you're gonna have some problems in your marriage or your relationship. So it's better to be single, in my opinion, until you get that under control. Because you know, for those people who are not spiritual and don't believe in any of this. I understand, but a lot of us do believe in something or have some sort of faith or religion that we follow. Um, For myself, I do not believe in religion. I just believe just me and God and my relationship with God, right? Um, Well, in my current, I'll go ahead and throw this in. In my current marriage, that's actually something we're working on is he has no background with church or Christianity or the Bible. And I have a ton of experience with it. So him and I are like... So we're, we're trying to, I'm trying to get on the same page with my current husband spiritually, because it, you won't flourish. The, the marriage is not going to flourish unless you guys, otherwise I'm telling you, it's just better to be single. Even the Bible says that if, if I were, the Bible says, if I were you, I'd be single. Uh, and there's a reason why they said that because you end up making your partner, your God and putting, putting them first instead of putting God first. Right. Mm-hmm. I think so. A couple of points. So number one, I I agree that whatever you believe in, your partner should believe in as well, right? Mm-hmm. So similar, we have similar backgrounds. I grew up in in a Baptist church, went to church every Wednesday and Sunday, right? And um, definitely was like in plays and in the choir and on the praise team and all this other kind of stuff, right? That's how I grew up. Um, my husband as well was deeply rooted in um, a Baptist church and things like that. So we have that similar background. As we got older, we were like, okay, like we went to church and things like that. Um, Still like Easter coming up soon. So we'll definitely take the kids to church and things like that. Right. But we both are kind of like, we believe in God. We pray every morning with our kids and we pray together and things like that. But the church aspect, right. Is what we're kind of like, okay, like we're not against it, but we just haven't found the right church that we want to put our time into and things like that. So I do agree with that. I think that you should have similar backgrounds to that second point that you mentioned about people not believing, right? Everyone's is okay with me of your belief system, right? We may not believe in the same things with that same thing being said, as far as like not believing in God, things like that. I feel like if that's how you feel again, that's who your partner, you should be with someone else that has that same belief system where Hey, we don't believe in God. Hey, we're Buddhist. Hey, we're Christian. Hey, we're, you know, Muslim. Hey, we're, you know, any type of denomination of a belief system, I feel like they should be the same. And that's funny you mentioned that about the equally yoked, because I was going to bring that up as well. Um, mm-hmm. of saying that, right? Because that's something you do grow up hearing. You know, when you get married, you need to be with a Christian, you need to be with someone that's equally yoked and things like that. And it may not be like a, like you said. Your belief system is that you believe in God, you have your own relationship and things like that. So it's not necessarily a religion, right? And that's, you know, I've I've been to Baptist church, I've been to non-denominational church and things like that. So I definitely agree with that as well. I don't think it's about religion. It's just, do you believe in God? What type of relationship do you have? And that's your business type of thing. Um, So I I think that's a good point. So with you having negative experiences in marriage, right? Your first two marriages, unfortunately, ended in divorce, right? Um, Mm -hmm. do you feel like that ever deterred you before you got married to your current husband of saying, Hey, I don't know if I want to get married again. Uh, absolutely. And matter of fact, um, we're not legally married because Mm -hmm. of, 
I refuse. Mm-hmm. He, that's his, that's his, I say marriage because we have formed a matrimony spiritually. We had our own ceremony in our room. It was very beautiful. And we feel we don't need that certificate or license to prove. And for so long, and I still struggle with this. I still struggle with this where I'm like, thinking that he doesn't love me because he won't give me his last name and go get legally married to me, but mm-hmm. that he doesn't believe in that or maybe doesn't feel we it's necessary. And to me, I'm like, yes, it is. Like, I need that certificate. I need that last name. Okay. And uh, he still hasn't given me that. And I feel like, oh, well, then you must not love, you know, you must not love me that much. Or you think I'm just trying to take all your money or your will uh, that's going to be left to you or whatever. And uh, I totally understand people who are very wealthy, not wanting to, marry quickly and i think his dad took 50 years before he married his mom mm, so okay. he, that could have something to do with it but you know when they when you have a large sum of large lump, uh, lump sum of money you you can be afraid that someone is going to marry you and leave you and try to take all your money i get all that so we're not legally married but i, I do say husband because i respect him as equally as i would as if we were legally married but that is because uh, and I don't think I'll ever get legally married again because of the past two marriages that did not end, you know, right. And I don't want to go through a divorce again, even though it's just a piece of paper that, you know, yeah. it's just, um, yeah, I, I do believe in other cases and other people's cases that when they don't, when they say I'm never getting married again, it is because of maybe something they've been through in the past. It, it can absolutely make someone not want to go through that again. Right. I think that's a good point because first off, like we have, we've grown up in this, this era of that we, you know, you get married and then you, you know, get the house and you have the children, right? Like this order, right. Of ways that you're supposed to be getting things done. But Mm -hmm. some of the people that I've seen that are in relationships, they've been together longer than me and they're not married. Right. Right. Um, So I don't necessarily think that's the goal, right? Like, yes, me and my husband got married and I'm grateful we got married. And I I do hold a lot of value in marriage and things of that nature, right? Saying vows, things of that nature. However, I'm still green, even though I've been married 10 years, this is my only marriage. I don't have anything else to compare it to, right? And who's to say my marriage, my relationship is any better than someone that's been with their partner for 10 years and not married. I don't think that a piece of paper is going to make or break your marriage. Um, Especially now at this point, me being married and I look back at things like, man, like if I would have known what I would have known now, like being more financially responsible, I probably wouldn't even had a wedding, right? A wedding like is crazy to me. Like I love, like, don't get me wrong. I love going to a good wedding and having some good food and it's a fun time. But in my situation, I felt like, you know, my gratefully that my parents paid for my money, but we, I mean, for my wedding, but we put money into it as well. Like I bought my wedding dress and it's like my wedding dress is sitting in my closet, just collecting dust, right? Like you spend money on these things and it's like, okay, what's the point? You know what I mean? Just to say you're married and show everyone like, Hey, I got married. So. Right. Or people don't want to get married for, for income tax reasons. It's smarter to get, you know? And so it's like, Oh, we were just, you know, it's maybe a lot of different things. food stamps or whatever. And if they get married, they'll lose their Medicaid and food stamps. I've heard it all, you know. Right. It's it's a lot of different reasons of why people get married, why people don't get married. I don't think it's a make or break. 
Mm -hmm. Um, of a relationship, right? I think that if I wasn't married, I feel like I would still have the same relationship that I have with my husband because we have kids together and we both value being parents and being present for our kids and things like that. So I think it's interesting that you said that about, you know, not being legally married, but obviously you still respect Mm -hmm. your spouse as such, right? And you've taken that experience that you've had, right? And kind of poured it in here and kind of seen what works, what doesn't work and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I asked you before, you know, having a marriage and feeling like it's different being transgender, right. You expressed about really, truly being able to be authentic and being J and things like that. So do you feel that your role as a spouse has changed? So now that you are a male, right. Do you feel like your role has changed? Like, is it different of you being a wife, right. As a female, like have, have those things changed? Um, it absolutely 100%. And I'll, I'll try to quickly explain in the beginning, I struggled so bad with guilt because I was transitioning into a male. And when you start to do that, you lose a lot of the things that you had as a female medically with the medicine that we take, you lose your, some emotions, all that, that girly stuff. It kind of just fades away and, and you lose it. RIP it's gone. And so (laughs) I mentally thought, okay, um, this man, I'm going to spend my life with him. Uh, okay. I need to be cooking more. I need, I need to be cleaning more, but physically and mentally, I have no desire because of the medication that we take. It kind of, it turns you into a a dude, like literally it does. And a lot of the things that dudes do, like now you're doing it and you're like, Whoa, like I have no desire to cook and clean. Like like two like roommates in college, two guys, you know, like leaving your clothes, you know, on the cat, whatever, leaving your shoes over here. When normally I was a neat freak perfectionist, the house stayed clean, very on top of things, organized, boom, boom, boom. And I felt so much guilt that I was being a horrible wife. And I had to ask myself, why why are you doing this? Why are you beating yourself up? You're not a wife anymore. But Mm -hmm. I could not get past the, I need to do my wife duties. I need to do my wife checklist. And oh, I'm being a bad wife. And I just kept apologizing and apologizing to him. Like, I'm so sorry. This is not me. It's the transition. I don't know who I am right now. Like you go through a whole teenage male puberty. Mm. And so think of a male teenager going through puberty. That's what I went through the past three years. I'm finally over that hump. And now that I'm over that hump and I can finally just start living as myself comfortably, Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that does all the cooking and, and wants to do more cleaning than me. And I'm like, that's fine with me. So it's almost like, I don't want to say like, I have a wife now that sounds horrible. Okay. That mm-hmm. sounds bad, but I'm able to sit back and know what it feels like now to have a partner to do those duties that they say are for women or wives. And, uh, like, you know, cooking me dinner every night. I don't know what that's like. I'm usually cooking dinner every night, right? To have someone cook me dinner and serve me. And don't get me wrong, I serve him and cook too. We kind of do it. We're equally like two guy roommates that are married, I guess, that do the cooking and cleaning equally and don't complain and don't expect one or the other to be a wife figure. So it's really nice to not have to feel like I got to be a wife. I got to do what wives do. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, I don't have to stress over that. I don't have to do that. I could just be myself, be, be the guy or the girl I want to be, whatever I feel like being Mm -hmm. to have freedom 
And it's it, the same goes for in the bedroom. And I won't go into detail, but it's it's you don't feel like you have to do what a wife would you know do in the bedroom and all that stuff. It's it's completely different. It's like night and day. So every day I feel like I'm dreaming, like it's not real, like I don't deserve this. It's a I dealt with guilt so badly. I was like, this can't be real. Like what? I don't gotta. Uh, it, it's, I have no words to explain it. I have no words. It's quite <laughs> nice, actually. It, you know what? And it's like, I'm laughing in my head. Like when you're saying all these wifely dudes, I'm like, I don't really cook. Like my husband, he likes to cook. He's an awesome cook, like loves mm-hmm. to cook, like gets joy out of that. I've never been that person to do that. So like he cooks, I clean, um, things like that. So things are very equal, right? In that aspect. And I think too, as I got older and, you know, you kind of, as you get married and getting relationships, you kind of mimic what you see growing up. Right. But sometimes Mm -hmm. you realize that's not for you. Right. Like this may have worked in my parents' marriage, but this may not work in mine. Right. So I think probably years ago, me and my husband kind of realized like maybe these gender norms aren't really like supposed to be what they are. Right. Like it's not, if I don't cook, that doesn't make me, you know, womanly. you know what I mean? It doesn't make me a bad wife because I don't cook. Um, And, you know, it doesn't make me any, you know, masculine if I happen to take out the trash one day or whatever like that. Right. It's just one of those. things. Yeah. 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 So I think that's important that, you know, it's interesting to hear that as you got married and you're feeling like your role has changed and how it's really changed, you know, psychologically and things like that. I think that's interesting. But it's just I was laughing because I'm thinking like, yeah, I don't do any of that. And there's a lot of women that don't do any of that. And the men do it. Things have changed since back in our parents' days and our grandparents' days, right? It's a lot of, a lot has changed, especially looking at TikTok. You'll see a lot of stay-at-home husbands now. Right. 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 And you would have never seen that, you know, 20 years ago. I've been like, what? You're a stay-at-home dad. Like, what kind of man are you? Right. That's literally how people thought. And now it's like so many things are changing, you know, with marriage, how people are within marriage and like all these roles, like it just, it changes um, as, you know, which is great. Cause I, I don't think anyone should be conformed to just doing this because it just doesn't give other people the opportunity to maybe pique their interest and in things like that. So Jay, with all the experience you have with marriage and where you're at now, cause it sounds like, you know, you're in a really good place, you know, being able to be you and being in this marriage, like what advice would you give to anyone that, you know, may have been through a divorce, may kind of be like, I don't know if I want to get married, things like that, based off of the experiences that you've had? I've waited a long time to answer a question like this, and I've never been asked this question. So it's an honor to be here. It really is. I'm super blessed to be talking with you today because I know somebody's going to hear it. Even if it's one person, that's all that matters. If I could go back and rewind time and take use all the experience that I have, which is a lot of life experience. I would say if, especially if I'm going to speak to the young females, because I used to be one, I hope that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Speak to the men, but real quick, the young females, young or even any female of any age, before you consider having a boyfriend or a husband, you first have got to love yourself. Mm, Yeah. You cannot fall in love with yourself. 100% and be 100% your true authentic self, happy and secure and confident, you have no business getting in a relationship because that relationship will not be stable. And there can be toxic traits, things that happen, fights, arguments, all because you're still very, very unsure of yourself, who you are, why you're here. Maybe you have insecurity issues. 
Uh, and what you'll end up doing is living to please your partner, whether it's a man or a woman, and you'll forget all about yourself. And you'll let yourself go and end up in a, d- a deep hole one day begging God, help me, please, at rock bottom. Why did I? How, why am I this way? How did I get here? And it was because from the jump, you jumped into something without even having a love for who you are or even knowing who you are. And I wish I would have spent my 18, 19, 20, 21 year, years just loving myself, hanging out with myself getting to know myself, accepting myself, but I didn't because we're too busy trying to please others and gain acceptance, gain, gain, you know, feel those voids that maybe we have from past trauma from our parents. We're trying to fill it with a, a man or a woman and we completely forget about healing ourselves and loving ourselves first. Yeah. So to the, yeah. And to the young men, Ooh, there's a lot to say to them. Boy, I could talk for <laughs> Because men, have, women genuinely want to be in love and have a family and treat a man with like a king. Men, right. a lot of times, want some holes to stick something in. I'm sorry, whoever's listening. But it, it they got one thing on their mind. Now, there are good men like your husband, my husband, good, great men. Mm-hmm. But there's not very many of them left. Yeah. Because a lot of these young boys are just looking for sex. Right. Looking for someone to be their mama and cook for them and clean and do their laundry. So yeah. these men, young men and men in general don't even get to know themselves either. They don't love themselves either. Same with the women. You, they need to also find themselves, go after their calling, their purpose in life. And when they do that, the universe or God or whatever you want to call your creator will place their partner right in their path at the right time. Mm-hmm. They don't even go looking for them on Tinder. They don't have to go on Facebook dating because the universe is going to place them there. But first they need to focus on themselves and and their relationship, their spiritual, their spirituality, you know, and get, and get that foundation that deeply rooted and and confident with their creator and where they're going and head down that path. And the the universe is going to drop their partner right in their lap. But instead, what they're doing is they're damaging a lot of these young women, getting them pregnant, leaving them high and dry with kids and not supporting them financially. And there's a lot of things that that men are doing, you know, some men that are just not good. Right. And same with women. And so if, if I could advise either one of them, it's fall in love with yourself, get to know yourself, figure out why you're here. Quit worrying about jumping into a relationship because you're lonely and bored. Mm-hmm. That's, you can end up wasting 12 years of your life and having five babies like me. I'm not saying my children were a waste of my life, but the years I wasted serving someone who did not love me at all. Mm-hmm. One bit. I got beautiful babies out of it. Yes. But now I have a man who's trying to turn those babies against me just yeah. because he doesn't like me. And now I got, they're all on his team. And mm-hmm. now I'm left with no babies on my team. Mm-hmm. That cling to me and there's no pain like that right no right. pain like that because I've done nothing wrong for them to to you know for, for that to happen they love me my kids love me but they are still on team dad over there right right so all this could have been avoided had I just kept my legs closed really and just stayed to myself <laughs> right uh, legs right. close your legs and man put it away 
and focus on yourself, your mental health, your healing, your journey, why you're here, what you're supposed to be doing. And you will have a fantastic life if you would just do that first. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with really finding who you are first before you get married, because once you get married, you really devote yourself and your time, right? And talents to another person, right? To build a life together. And it's a great experience to be able to have someone alongside of you as you're living life and going through different things. But if you are not aware who you are, and it couldn't work. I know in my experience, like I said, I thought I was grown at 25 and I'm just like, oh, I'm 25. I'm grown. I got married, right? Didn't know what I wanted to do, like with a career, like I knew, okay, I need to finish undergrad, but not kind of knowing what I wanted to do. And thankfully, you know, I was able to grow along with my husband as well, right? That's not always the case. And not to say that it wasn't hard, right? Um, because I'm a completely different person being 35 than I was at 25, right? We're two different people. We think different. You know what I mean? At some, I feel like in some aspects, we look different, right? From 10 years ago. And sometimes mm-hmm. that change doesn't always bring you together, it can bring you apart, right? So mm-hmm. I definitely think that you know who you are and, you know, establish who that is and also like have some life experiences for yourself before you get into, you know, a relationship. Because I mean, Absolutely. all relationships are and marriages are, are, you know, building experience, timing. Are you with this person at the right time? Are they getting the best version of you, right? Because we've all, you know, made mistakes and may have ran into people at the wrong time, right? So I think that's really, really important. So really excited, Jay, that you've decided to do another podcast with me. I'm really excited about that. And definitely interesting to hear your perspective on marriage because you have so many different experiences, right? And I think that's always cool to be able to talk to someone with a different experience. So definitely appreciate you coming on another episode. And um, we will be back next week with a new episode. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem.